Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Mean Girls Suck podcast hosted by Ricky McKenna and Lincoln Brettlinger. Mean Girls Suck is an independent podcast about personal growth, mental health, and our experiences as women getting diagnosed with ADHD in our 20s. We are two former Mean Girls documenting our healing journeys and our enemies to besties friendship. In our episodes, we break down social relationships and try to find the root cause to conflicts in our personal lives, as well as strangers from the internet. Tune in if you'd like to learn more about communication, boundaries, and dropping your Mean Girl persona. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the Mean Girl Suck Podcast. We are day after Christmas right now. It's yeah. December 26th. Um, Lincoln's already been here for two hours. <laughs> Because we haven't talked in three we just, days. We've just been hanging out. We're <laughs> like, oh yeah, we have a podcast to record. <laughs> yeah, we like made a TikTok and everything. But um, with this is kind of a special episode because it's the day after Christmas and I realized that we have an anniversary to talk about. We how- sure do. <laughs> However, um, I wanted to ask you how your Christmas was. How did everything go? My Christmas was really good. We celebrated Cody's birthday Um the Christmas Eve, obviously, because he was born on the 24th. So we did a birthday celebration for him Christmas Eve. I got very intoxicated. Um, and then I wrapped presents until about 2 a.m. Christmas Eve. And then we got up <laughs> and took our presents over to my mom's house. And we all did presents. I got a lot of really practical presents, which was awesome i got i got a new cordless drill i got pyrex containers i was very excited so about. exciting oh my <laughs> god i got like a little pet camera to set up so i can see how the animals are doing while we're gone um yeah we got like a bunch of stuff i even got like new headphones look at you yeah. go yeah so it was really good it was nice um Christmas, we keep kind of short. Like, we do an extended, like, all-family party about, like, the weekend before that we do over at Mima's house. And then we do, like, the smaller families all, like, have Christmas together. So, it was nice. We did everything in the morning. My mom made these amazing cinnamon rolls. She got this <laughs> She got this recipe off of TikTok, Fucking dude. Oh, my God. I could talk about them for days. They were the best <laughs> thing I've ever put in my mouth. Um, but yeah, so then we went home, we put together our new stuff. Um, we're getting our TVs mounted today. Hell yeah. Look at you go. <laughs> I'm so excited. Lincoln's also moved since the last yeah. time we oh, recorded. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've moved um, to be my mommy's neighbor and I'm super excited about it. So that was really cool because the roads were shit. So then I just walked over to my mom's house to celebrate Christmas and it was awesome. Yeah, Lincoln so. also lives, it's only 10 miles, which I saw because I was checking your location. Is it only were, 10 miles? I was checking it when I was waiting for you to come over and I was like, she's only 10 miles away. It feels like she's a year away yeah. for some reason. It feels, yeah. <laughs> she moved like two towns over, but it's somehow only 10 miles. It's only a 15 minute drive, but... If we did not have an obligation to do mm-hmm. things together on a calendar basis, Lakin would probably go back I have to been. not talking to me, which is what we're talking about <laughs> that today. That is exactly what we're talking about today. <laughs> um, how was your Christmas, though? Mine was... I just bounced around. My Christmas plans ended up getting canceled because Randy Thorpe was almost risking his <laughs> 15th re-election. Um, we were under, like, a level three snow emergency, which technically means the roads are closed. Um So we couldn't get, my partner's family couldn't get the catering that we ordered. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, he has 10 siblings, there's so many of us that it wouldn't be possible for us on Christmas Eve to whip together anything that last minute. So the weather's going to actually be nice next weekend. So we ended up moving our Christmas. So I already am an orphan on Christmas. So I was like super orphaned this year. (laughs) Um, I don't have like parents (laughs) so and I don't have grandparents so I never have anywhere to go on Christmas so normally like the past couple years I've just thrown a party at my house Mm -hmm. um and I invited like whoever else wanted to come that I realized there's actually a pretty decent chunk of my friends who also don't do anything on Christmas when we started doing that um but I did not do that this year I don't know why I just didn't feel like it um, so I ended up actually going to who was on the podcast last week. I ended up going mm-hmm. to Carrie Lee's mom's house. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun. I actually spent the last three days with Carrie Lee. I had a pretty rough mental health week last week and, um, it really wasn't great. I, but I'm glad it didn't happen on Christmas. 
And I remember uh, Jed was kind of like hovering around the house and like staring at me and waiting for me to cry on Christmas. And I was like, no, I'm fine. He goes, oh, you were looking at pictures of your dad this morning. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you're fine. But um, no, it's, it's kind of like, the, and Sarah Shower talked about this too, which I, I, I know a lot of people have the experience of going to somebody else's family's house on Christmas. I've had many of those experiences because there's been people's moms throughout the years that have been like, you don't do anything on Christmas? Yeah. Like... <laughs> And they try and get me to come to their house, and it's just like you—it almost makes you feel worse because you watch somebody have Christmas. Yeah. It's like it's very clearly almost like a pity invite yeah. for some people. <laughs> and it's like it—and it, I understand if you're going to invite me over on Christmas, like I know that I should be grateful that I have somewhere to go. But try and include me. And Carolee's mom did a very good job mm-hmm. at including me, and I did voice to Carolee like, "Hey, the past couple years, because I." have given up on trying to lap onto other families yeah. and I just kind of sit home and eat Chinese food and not do anything. And that's actually really nice. And I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. I get sad, but, um, her mom found out I did that mm-hmm. and got very angry at me. Yeah. Um, her mom found out that I don't have parents and she's like, where's your mom? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so she, it was so thrown by the fact that, I don't have a family that she has adopted me. Uh, she very much takes care of stray cats, literally and figuratively, <laughs> uh, stray people too. So, but I did appreciate being a part of somebody else's family. Um, and like, it was it was really cute because Carolee's cousin called kept calling me cousin Ricky, and they're oh, going, "You're a cousin now." That's so sweet. And I'm like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. <laughs> they seem like such a like big loving family. Yeah, yeah. and it does, and like it, it does make a difference to like have. Like, even, I even have a huge family in-law-wise, but, you know, it's, like, never your family. Yeah. So it's always this weird feeling of, like, playing pretend. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, um, sometimes I forget, like, how, um, hashtag blessed I truly am for holidays. Like, I was pretty sad because my dad didn't get a hold of me at all. Um, also, I shut his phone off, so how's he gonna get a hold of me, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I cut your phone bill. Yeah, cut your phone bill off, buddy. Um, so he didn't say anything. I kind of half didn't expect him to anyway. Um, if it makes you feel better, my dad didn't either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least your dad loved you. <laughs> me, and, me and Lincoln just recorded an X video for TikTok. And one of her X was that, I hate that you bring up your dead dad whenever you can. But he was so awesome and so cool. And like... My dad, we're um, kind of in a little bit of a falling out right now, so I'm just like a teensy bit bitter. It's it's funny because I went through the falling out with, well, I never had a falling out with my dad, but I went through a falling out with my mom when I was like 14. Yeah. And it's strange to experience it as an adult. And it's like we were talking about our experiences Mm -hmm. of like cutting off your parents like, when you're a teenager, you really can't. My yeah. mom just fucking took off. Yeah. But um, she was like, I'm actually not even going to give you the opportunity to forgive me. <laughs> um, but, like, you're, like, going through that. It's like an adult is really yeah, strange. Yeah, going through that as, like, a 27-year-old, um, I guess I'm thankful that I didn't have to go through it before. And luckily, I have, like, a huge support system of many other people that have been very helpful through this. But this has been really the first time that... I've shown no importance to my dad, which like, I guess was very jarring for me. And it really sucks because I, I truly thought that was one person that I'd be able to count on no matter what. Like I've always been able to be like, I'll call my dad, you know, like he'll fix it. Even if Mm -hmm. it's like not the best, like he'll do it, you know? And I don't know. This new girlfriend just must be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a hard thing to go through. It's very, it's very new. It's a weird feeling. It's like, I don't know. I, people ask me there, you saw a TikTok too. And it was like, that's your mom. You can't go no contact. And you're, you're, everybody needs their mom. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. everybody needs their parents. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I I had a big old mental breakdown on, I normally break down pretty bad on um, Christmas because I just, I get sad because I know that my mom's like out there and like doesn't want anything to do with me and it's a really shitty feeling. Yeah. And it's like, I made the decision to go no contact just because consistency is key for me when it comes to relationships, which is what we're going to talk about today. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like I need like a little bit of consistency in my life and I understand having low maintenance relationships. I don't, 
I, I didn't want a low maintenance relationship with my mom and then have just, it be high maintenance every couple months. Yeah. You know? I just feel like that's a little bit unfair to the kid. Like, and I know as adults, I've seen um, the argument of, well, you're an adult now. Like, it shouldn't just be on the parent. Okay, well, they're they're still your parent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I, I saw my mom. She's out there. Like, mm-hmm. I saw her riding her bike one day, and I was just like, damn, you're really out here. <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> you're, you're really out here. And I was just like, wow. I, I hope that she has some sort of support system, and yeah. she isn't, like, alone on holidays. But there is a part of me where I'm like, I hope that she's miserable and alone. <laughs> I know. I, I'm struggling with that a lot because... Um, a part of me is like, I want my dad to see like how badly he hurt me. Cause he did hurt my feelings. Like really he did, you know, his girlfriend may suck and I don't trust her, but he was the one that like made the conscious decision to hurt my feelings and lie to me about, you know, all that stuff. And, but then the other part of me is like, he already made his choice. So I hope it was worth it. And they live <laughs> a happy life together. You know, like it doesn't do anything for me to wish ill will on them because if he if that was the choice he made like that sucks for me but I I hope it works out for them yeah holidays have always been inherently pretty hard for me my entire life yeah (laughs) just because of like the instability throughout oh sorry indigestion damn (laughs) um throughout everything just throughout my entire life I think that's why I crave so much consistency and stability now because I have known nothing but chaos yeah um but I actually had my little Christmas breakdown on Tuesday Mm -hmm. so we're all good now like everybody was like like Carolee was up my ass everybody was very attentive to me just like waiting for me to freak out I was Uh like I already freaked out on Tuesday yeah I'm good I got it out of my system yeah I had a full-on panic attack on Tuesday it's so funny you call me and you're like I'm just having a bad week I was like yeah you too (laughs) yeah we were both like struggling really hard this week but my Christmas was actually very good it was very chill I just kind of rolled around in my pajamas for a couple days and ate chocolate it was really nice that's nice um but I also wanted to talk about because I did have a breakdown this time last year too. You did. <laughs> it's just rough for me. Like years and seasons definitely have a big impact on my well-being, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely like I I never talked about the idea of seasonal depression, but I definitely think the sun going away impacts me more than I'd like to admit. Yeah. Um, but I had a breakdown on New Year's Day last year, and Lakin happened to be awake. And (laughs) we have been hanging out ever since then, which the idea, and I've been wanting to talk about this, I wanted to talk about our friendship, which I have mapped out in front of me on (laughs) sticky notes, Um, very much like Charlie Day conspiracy theory meme of us trying to figure this out. We just need red yarn, honestly. Um, So the the main place that I was introduced to Lakin was in high school. Yes. Um, So... We both had a mutual friend, from what I can understand, and this is a puzzle that we're going to put together today on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to really figure out our timeline because it's it's a timeline that spans over now like 10 years, like yeah. 10 to 12 years. And this is like kind of, I wanted to, I really was looking forward to doing this episode because this is what the podcast was based on, is that me and Lakin didn't really like each other that much until about a year ago and now we're best friends. Yeah. And um, we didn't like have any hate or like resentment towards each other, but we were always friends with people that hated the other one. So what was your first impression of me? Okay, I distinctly remember seeing you in the SeaTech hallways running around with Ashley. You have Ash- a core memory of me? I do. <laughs> uh, running around with Ashley being like, you know, like with, you know, it's just like, I don't know, just typical high school stuff. But I do remember you and something in my brain being like, I don't know if I like her. <laughs> like, oh my god! And I think it was because you were so self-expressive, and you were in like digital arts and media, and you're running around with Ashley, and we had just—I name dropped—and we just had, and we just had a falling out at that point, um, because I think you guys were becoming friends before her and I had the falling out, right? If I remember that correctly. But it, like, lined up together. Yeah, like, so you and her had gotten into it. Um, Basically, um, I met, actually, I was a year younger than Lincoln, and we went to Tech together, Mm -hmm. and we met and became friends fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But we 
I didn't know anything about you. And the summer before, from what I heard, is you went to Warp Tour with her and another girl, and you, her version that she told oh, me yes. was that you blew her off the entire mm-hmm. day, and you ignored her, and you used her to get there, and that you hung out with somebody that was cooler than her, and you were using her to go to shows, and that um, you... How was I using her to go to shows? I drove. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she told me that you were like using her and that you were this mean girl and that you ditched her for all these people that were cooler than her and all this stuff and so I automatically was like damn fuck her and I can't remember the exact timeline because this is almost 10 years ago I know the timeline is very sketchy I remember seeing you in the SeaTac hallways and being like don't know how I feel about that person yet um and then... What was your falling out like? I didn't know that you guys had a specific fall. Like, did you we, guys actually get into a fight or did you just stop we, talking? We did get into a fight. Um, it was over a Fallout Boy ticket. I can't remember exactly what happened, which I do feel bad because I can see probably where she's coming from with the Warped Tour thing because I did want to see different bands than she did. So I hung out with like Heath and Mindy and yeah. all of them, the ones I wanted to see, like the pop punk bands. And I had, I've had, i had Sprint my entire life, so I didn't have service at Warped Tour. <laughs> so let's start there. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, but I can see probably where she's coming from. I can 100% say I was never using her to go to shows. I just feel like when you're that young, you have a show buddy, you know? Like yeah. if you find a friend that wants to go to concerts with you, then that's like great. Yeah. Um, but I I remember the fight. I don't remember how it started, but we had gotten Fallout Boy tickets, and I was like, "Screw you! I'm keeping my ticket." And she goes, "Well, I already gave you money for it." And I was like, "I don't think you did." And she goes, "No, I definitely gave you twenty dollars for that ticket." And I was like, "Okay." So I ended that up Fallout Boy ticket being twenty dollars is hilarious. Yeah, and that's that... how long ago. <laughs> drove by her house i put the money in an envelope stuck it in her front door and we never talked again but and i'm sure it was an accumulation of a lot of things like me not talking to her as much or her becoming friends with you and i don't know why i had a negative opinion about you i think i was just being judgmental if i'm if i'm being honest friend that like and i I think falling out with and now they're friends with this other person i'm obviously gonna feel weird yeah yeah like i think i was already judgmental because you were so self-expressive and i was never allowed to be and like you had good hair so that (laughs) pissed me off um yeah and then you were friends with ashley so then i was like oh now i definitely don't like her because it's a guilty by association type of thing so being like it right off the bat that we didn't like each other because of uh ashley because ashley started talking shit about like into me which obviously we're not fucking upset about this now i no no i really want to stress <laughs> like like we are just explaining a story we literally have no hard feelings for, no like, anybody nobody involved about. it's like you feel big feelings in high school and i'm guilty of the same thing where one of my friends made friends with somebody i thought was cooler than me or in some way and and i hated them and i yeah she yeah we ended up it's funny because i actually our falling out was years later probably like three or four years later i Mm -hmm. think i was i was good friends with her um for a couple years but she uh we ended up having a fallout falling out over like a 21 pilots ticket too and really yeah we were going to a 21 pilot show and she ended up buying tickets in the pit when we had seats and this was when they were doing their tour day columbus because you were you were finna be in the pit pit. (laughs) and she upgraded her tickets and um i was like hey we were literally in the car we were still in town i think we're on like west main and she had been making a big deal about getting to the show early but it was my only day off and i didn't want to sit in fucking line for hours and i was like no i want to hang out at home like I was like I don't want to spend my entire day off going to this concert Mm -hmm. and I was like I like 21 pilots too but not like enough to camp and she's like the traffic's backed up and blah 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 and that's awful and I was like they have shows at Nationwide three or four times a week and traffic does not get like that yeah I'm sure it's like show traffic but we're not we're not going to be late and so we are already kind of on the fence and then I remember I was like what'd you do with those two other tickets and she's like 
oh, I didn't sell, I couldn't sell them, they didn't sell, so I just, so I was like, oh, so you're just going to throw them away, she had left them at home, I was like, we can sell them to a scalper, and yeah. at the time, we're like, probably like 19, I'm broke, uh-huh. I'm like, I, that seems like a good option, I think I gave her like 40, 50 dollars for this ticket, and I was like, no, and um, so I w- made her go home and get the tickets. She's like, my mom's so mad at me because I haven't left yet. All this crazy, just stupid stuff. And yeah. We were just like fighting. And we got to the show. We kind of forgot about it. I don't think I ever hung out with her again after that. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to like this huge argument. She started crying. She said, my mom hates you. She hates the way that you treat me over like a 21 Pilots ticket. And I was just like, and I think it had also, it was because I had turned no, it was the year I turned 21, I take it back, because I had turned 21, and I was hanging out, but I turned 21 before her. Oh, and right, Yeah, right, I turned right. 21 in, like, March, and mm-hmm. she didn't turn 21 until June, so I was hanging out, like, at bars, and I had started drinking and hanging out with an older crowd, and she, like, hated all my friends. She, like, yeah. talked shit about them, she couldn't stand them, and she was just, like, pissed about it. Um, and that probably led to her, you know, again, her creating a negative persona about me to somebody else. Yeah. And, (laughs) yeah. And and that was just like, that unfortunately is how me and Lincoln started. But my first interaction I remember with Lincoln is like, Ashley had convinced me to like comment on your Instagram (gasps) and tell you your hair is ugly. Oh my God. Yes. And I wish I could remember what the comment was. It was like 2013 called or it's not her. I was like, you were like 2009 called or like they want their hair back because she shaved the side of her head. And I remember I already had that haircut a couple years beforehand. Yeah. And I had said like 2009 called or something like that. It was a really mean comment. So then I didn't talk to you because you were, it was just like mean girl stuff in high school. And we, I didn't, you weren't like on my radar heavily or anything. I know. Ashley would always bring it up and be like, Lincoln did this. I must have like, I must have really hurt her feelings, I think. I think you did. And that that makes me feel bad. (laughs) The thing is, you could, I think that she had like really deep insecurities and what Mm -hmm. would happen is you would do something really small that isn't really a big deal. Yeah. And instead of her like talking about it with you or like bringing it up, she would like twist it and then it would snowball and then. I remember, like, there were certain people that had been in her life that she didn't like, and she would just sit on her phone and look at their social media and keep up with them. She'd always be like, you won't believe what Lincoln did. And I'm like, who's yeah. Lincoln? <laughs> like, um, so, but then, like, we, it was just kind of like that. Like, we weren't, like, hanging out or anything like that. And then the time where I reconnected you was with you was years later. Years. Like, yeah. you were, like... We had lived our lives out. I think I was 23 or 24 at this point. And yeah, maybe because... like 22. I think it was like you and Cody broke up in 2018, right? Or was it 2017? We broke up. So we first got together in 2016 He because he came to my 21st birthday party. And then it would have been 2018 because we got back together. Because I only dated What's-His-Face for like... Eight months. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you, 2018 into 2019. And then when you broke up with Cody. No, um, no, no, no. Or no, Cody broke up with He you. broke up with me. You're Let's like, set the <laughs> narrative straight. Yeah, but also, her, makes sense. We can get into that at another, like, conversation. Her, but You and Cody had a pretty sudden, heartbreaking breakup. Yeah. Uh, looking back on it now, there was definitely, like, events leading up to it. But it... To me, it took me by surprise. Yeah, you, you were just like, oh, I knew we weren't doing good, but I didn't think you'd actually leave me. Yeah, pretty and much. You left very suddenly, like, overnight. Yeah, it was one of those, like, it was the first time that I had realized a trauma bond can't keep people together if it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, and so you had shown up, and at this point, I'm not friends with Ashley anymore. Um, we That was just, like, a high school friendship. I don't have any hard feelings for no. or anything. We, we both have, like, matching tattoos, which, like, I think we've both gotten covered up Yeah, I think I'm still friends with her mom on Facebook, and I think me and her are friends again on Facebook, and I like to see that she's doing well. Like, yeah. I feel like I should, like, like we should, we should put say, we should put that in yeah. that we do genuinely hope that this person's doing really well. Yeah, it I just mean, happens to play a big role in how we even got to know each other. It was, yeah, it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just like a dumb thing that we did mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. I, I mean, I started a magazine with her. Like, oh, we, yeah. We had a really good friendship. It just like it, it just we were we were young and had a lot going on that we didn't know how. There's to There's tons with. of people from high school I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I think everybody has that, and everybody like will always say like, oh you have so many 
you, you have so many failed friendships, and I'm just like, it's, I think everybody no. does. There's so many people that come in and out of your life, and it's yeah. a normal thing. And I think that I just get, like, attached to people. Like, I thought Ashley would be my best friend forever. Yeah. But we just really, like, we're that compatible. Like, we both had our own stuff going on. And I think that we both had a bad habit of blaming the other person for it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, really, in my opinion, um, friendships aren't, me- aren't meant to last forever. You know, I think different... I can't wait till we're not friends anymore. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I think they're not meant to last forever. And, you know, like, I think that goes for almost any relationship. Like, that's how you grow up and you evolve is, you know, what you learned through these people along the yeah, way. and I, I see that a lot because I'm still friendly with, like, people I've had past romantic relationships with and everybody thinks it's weird and I'm like, it's not fucking weird. If it's weird for you, that's fine. But if I can, I'm the kind of person where I can have an intense connection with somebody, romantic or platonic, like yeah. friendship or romantic. And I can, I see relationships as something where it's like, that wasn't like a waste of time. I mm-hmm. had fun with that person. Like even people that have really burned me, when I look back on memories with them, I'm like, that was fun. We had a oh, good time. Oh yeah. There's and like it just didn't work out. And yeah. it's okay. There's one person that comes to mind. Like they they did end up doing me really dirty. There's also an age gap issue that I don't really want to get into, but he was like one person that I I had so much fun with. I loved the whole friend group. Like I thought he was so funny. Um, but then, you know, it just like ended very terribly, you know what I mean? And I still think back like very fondly to my time with that friend group and I cherish all them a lot and I still keep up with almost all of them except for him. Yeah. Like I, I look back on like past relationships and friendships, not as like a place of like regret, but like, oh my God, that was cute. It took me a long (laughs) time to get to that point too, by the way. Like I was one person that if you were... In my past life, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> like, I don't associate yeah, with you anymore. I, I'm just not, I'm a very forgiving person and I don't like to hold on to resentment. It gives me wrinkles. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, you show up to our mutual friend's house, Ryan. And yes. I've been hanging out. I kind of moved on to this friend group and we were mm. way too intensely friends. Like, we were hanging out almost daily. We were neighbors. We I, were way too close. I, I think, think it comfort. should, though, like, um, be said, like, so me and Ryan had known each other since like kindergarten ryan was one of my first kindergarten friends yeah but i didn't get close with her until she moved back to ohio yeah but also in that friend group was a childhood friend of yours too oh yeah 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 we all kind of like came together i had like a really long-term friend named Corey, and then i introduced her to ryan and then they ended up moving in together and but that's a whole other story, but along the line, Lakin had shown up to yes. Ryan's house because I have a she very comfort. I have the uh, breakup. It's like yeah. the day after that Cody left her. A couple days after, she shows up to Ryan's house, and I remember I walk in and Lakin's like crying on the couch, eating like, ice Whoa. cream. She bought me ice cream. Yeah, she's really sweet, <laughs> and it, and we. And that was the first time I talked to Lakin since high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I was like, "Hey, do you remember me?" She's like, "I remember you," and I was like. For some reason, we don't like each other. And I remember we had that conversation, uh-huh. which was really funny at that age. I don't think I was emotionally mature enough as I like to even handle that kind of conversation. But for it was, some reason, yeah. at that age, we were both like, that was stupid, wasn't it? Yeah. And we were like, yeah. We kind of broke a barrier for ourselves, I think. Yeah, that was that was a really big stepping mm-hmm. stone, I think, and really mature for us. Because we were like probably like 22, 23 at the time. Yeah. And I'm, that was a really mature thing for us to do, to be like, hey, like, we're... We have no reason to not like right, yeah. And then I remember, I think that day, like, we followed each other on Instagram or something, and then that kind of opened the door to us being friends. Yeah. Um, and then, so, what happened after that? You dated What's-His-Face, and then you fell off the face of the earth again. Yeah. Um, probably not going to name drop him, just because there's um, a lot. <laughs> there's, there's a lot in that relationship. Poor guy. Um but so I dated him for about eight months. Um, but I would say like, I go through this really, not anymore, but I would have this terrible habit of, I would get a boyfriend. I would only hang out with said boyfriend. I, Cause I have a really hard time 
divvying up um, almost like my energy and in where to time. give it. Yeah. And you're like, I feel comfortable with this person. Right. So, and I, I ultimately am like a really big homebody. It just so happens that my boyfriend's move into my home with me. Yeah. And that just happens. I remember <laughs> after like we kind of reconnected at Ryan's house um, and we broke down that barrier of like, hey, mm-hmm. we don't like each other because of like a past mutual friend that yeah. we, neither of us even talked to anymore. Mm-hmm. We have a lot in common. But again, that resentment started to build up because I was not close with you. We weren't hanging out one-on-one. Yeah. But we, you had started hanging out like in our friend group mm-hmm. because you didn't have a boyfriend. Yeah. And um, you were just kind of like around sometimes, but... It, Ryan would make comments like Lakin only hangs out when she has a boy when she's single and when right. she has a breakup. Which like technically it's not It was true. Yeah, it's not but wrong. I started to again build resentment for you because I was being influenced by somebody that you were closer with. Yeah. And I was very close with her at the time and I was very close with that friend group and we were hanging out daily. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was honestly pretty unhealthy, like how codependent like the like friendship was and it drove me nuts too, but they were saying negative things about you because you were dating what's-his-face, but you didn't really like him all that much. No. So you were showing up still because you wanted time away from him. Yeah. But you were kind of just using us to, like, escape that relationship. And um, and you weren't, like, innocent in it. It was true. You did only come around. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not wrong. And you wouldn't commit to anything. Yeah. Everybody called you Flaken, and that was, like, the era of Flaken where you would show up mm-hmm. about every two or three months. Mm-hmm. and we would hang out and I'd be like oh my god this is great and we'd make plans and then you would cancel whatever plans you made yeah and then you wouldn't show up and we just like kind of bopped around in these different friend groups yeah and I, I feel like I should like make it known that like I don't like I don't mean it with any malicious intent no you're just a mess I, yeah like I feel like people um maybe have the wrong idea of like me coming around because it's true like I would come around when it was convenient for me but it wasn't like a convenience of I'm bored and I need some like it was more of like I don't know where to set these people in my life of level of like importance of where to hang out and how to do my time and you yeah. know when I'm I have a really hard time especially if I have a full work day I'm still kind of like this I'm not a person that can work a full day and then like go hang out and get yeah. stuff done around the house and I was very depressed at that time that's when I was living in my dad's house too um, which there was black mold in that room, which I think maybe contributed to my depression symptoms. My, my therapist actually had me rank my friendships. Yeah. And not as a matter of importance, but different bubbles, mm-hmm. which I think is something that I constantly think about because I think it's hard sometimes to understand, especially because at the time we were both undiagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. And I think we both had pretty bad rejection sensitivity. And I think it's hard for us to navigate how we should spend our time and it's hard for us to understand the importance that yeah. we have in other people's lives. Absolutely. So it's not, it's like you, like I constantly still make like rankings in my head and it's not necessarily a matter of importance. Yeah. My best friend of 15 years, I only see once a month. Oh yeah. And we're very low maintenance mm-hmm. friends and same um, with like me and Laura or me and Kelly, like, yeah. you know, um, we make time when we can, but it's one of those friendships that I feel so rock solid in that if I can only talk to them once a week or if I can only see them... I, well, I haven't seen Kelly in over a year because she's in Florida. Um, but, you know, like Laura, I'll, she's back in Columbus now and I've only seen her maybe a couple times. Um, but that's like something, you know, and like I'll go hang out with these people and I'll, get, I'll feel really good and I'll get really excited and I'll make plans. And then it just kind of dies. Yeah, and then it yeah. dies. I go home and I'm like, I feel overwhelmed, <laughs> you yeah. know? And it, it, it's like... You, you can only take so much, but like now we've done better and I've done the past like couple years, I've always had issues understanding my place in people's lives and yeah. my importance to them. Um, but I remember we really, you were kind of just like there and you were floating around. And then I remember the first time where we started hanging out really heavily is when like, again, we came together through mutual friends and we yes. went to you and Cody ended up getting back together. Yes. Um, and which was great. And we all went to like a show as like a group together. And it was like me, you and destiny and Jacob and a couple other people. And we were having like a really good time. And I remember for like a couple months after that, like we weren't hanging out again, one-on-one. 
I think like one of the first times we ever hung out one-on-one -on -one was when I reached out to you like last year. Like, yeah. I can't really think of a time where it was just you and me doing something before that. That's true. Cause it's always been in like a group setting, even our rafting trips, we always have like Cody and Jed. Yeah. With us. Yeah, and I, it's, it's like I, I, we always, we never like really connected like just us. Mm -hmm. But then like throughout the past couple years, like I had a falling out with like Ryan and Corey and everybody, and mm -hmm. that was like a really horrible situation on all ends. Yeah. And then I feel like after that falling out, I didn't really want people to pick sides. I made jokes about it, like oh, yeah. I got so and so in the divorce. Or yeah. Whatever. <laughs> But, like, I didn't really want people to have to pick sides, and mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be civil in that situation. Yeah. But I definitely feel like after that, like, you more so gravitated towards me and my, like, new group of friends. And, yeah. Um, not necessarily, like, new group of friends, but, like, the new group that I was kind of, like, a part of. Right. And it had already been people that I would known previously through an ex-boyfriend. So I, I had known those people for years. And like me and Letitia have been friends since high school. You know, yeah. I've known. And I started getting close with her. We've just like, yeah. we've had like all these different mutual friends on mm -hmm. the timeline, but then like we'd have a falling out or something bad would happen yeah. with our mutual friends. Yeah. And then we, we wouldn't talk for like right. a Right. Because I really love that group of friends, but because um, me and Kevin broke up, which was, oh my God, I was like in college when that happened. So we had broken up. And I stopped hanging out with them because I was one of those people that I was like, well, it was his friends first. You know yeah. what I mean? Which, like, technically isn't true because I've known Shayla since middle school. So Joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we, like, had just kind of, like, been bopping around for, like, years. Um, but then, like, I remember when you and Cody got back together, I feel like that was really good for you mentally because... Feel like you were just kind of like bopping around and struggling and trying to find your identity and trying to figure out what you wanted to do with your life for like four years and then when you and cody finally were in a good place to get back together i think that's when we really started like hanging out and it yeah. was like more consistent mm -hmm. um and you know we didn't have the influence of like mutual friends that didn't like each other yeah because all of our friends at the time liked us both yeah yeah <laughs> Like the, the previous friend, the previous friend group with like Corey and Ryan and Jacob and everything, we had an awful falling out. Like it was yeah. terrible. And I remember calling you and just like kind of crying to you on the phone about it. I was depressed for like days mm -hmm. after that. Like I like cried like every day for like a while. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really hard. And then um, I feel like I really connected with you again after that mm -hmm. um, because I was on the phone with you just kind of venting to you about it. And I remember I was like packing. Like, I was making trick-or-treat bags for my trick-or-treaters oh, at my yeah. new house. Yeah. And then we just kind of, like, slowly but surely got to know each other over the mm -hmm. course of, like, the following year. Yeah. Um, and then we realized that we had more mutual friends than just them. Mm -hmm. And I think that I was kind of looking for... I wasn't actively seeking out, but I was just, like, kind of looking for, like, a new friend group after that. Because yeah. I had been so, just like with you and your relationships, I had been so consumed by that friend group that mm -hmm. I didn't have anything else outside of that. I think I was just, like, reaching out, being like, hey, mm -hmm. do you, do you want to be friends? Do you like me? Right? Like, yeah. we seem to get along, you yeah. know? <laughs> and it's just, like, I, I feel like it was this constant push and pull with all these friend groups that we've been a part of, both yeah. of us. Mm -hmm. And, like, while I've had, like, very, like, strong, scary falling outs with all these different friend groups, you've just kind of quietly snuck away. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that, like, kind of speaks to, like, what we talked about in our introduction episode as, like, former Mean Girls. I was a very behind-the-back person. I always yeah. have been, and it's much easier for me to not face confrontation oh, and yeah. just disappear into the, there were, there to were the plenty, woodwork. <laughs> there were plenty of times, this is, like, years ago, where, like you would come up in a topic of conversation where you weren't around and somebody would be like, can you fucking believe what Lincoln said about me? Because somebody would tell somebody. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, she's such a bitch. And, like, <laughs> like, and I didn't like you for a really long... I really, like... I felt really uneasy about you and well, I did how not do you, trust you. How do you like somebody yeah. that you can't trust? And That's I, fair. I honestly didn't really trust you with anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it was one of those things where... In your past, like years ago when you were younger, somebody would tell you something and then you would tell everybody else. My mom calls me baby blabbermouth because I've <laughs> never been able to like keep yeah. things to myself. And I remember even like in recent like history, like in the past couple of years, like it's been like, oh man, I got to watch what I say around Lakin. Because mm -hmm. you know? like she'll just 
tell it to whoever. Yeah, and you and I would have these big, loud, emotional outbursts with mm-hmm. people and these big fights. And I would yell and I would have huge falling outs. And then instead, you would just stop talking to them and you would sneak away and talk shit about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but then, um, like, yeah, so we were just kind of, like, bopping around. And then I would get pissed, like, even... Um, I think we became more so like not, we became, we started hanging out on our own. I think mm-hmm. when you and Cody moved into that apartment, that little mushroom apartment. Yeah. yeah. And that was over like quarantine. And I remember we were like going to the gym together and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. We did do that. <laughs> we started hanging out one-on-one and I was like, I really like it. But mm-hmm. then you would do that thing mm-hmm. where you would just kind of like disappear for months and then it would like hurt my feelings. And yeah. Be pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember you made plans with us to go to a wonder year show and then you just like didn't fucking go. And we were like, it was like with me and Letitia and everybody. And it was before, I think it was right before COVID. And oh, yeah. And yeah. we were pissed that you didn't show up. I didn't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, yeah, but we were still pissed. Yeah, fair. Like, you know, That's fair. You know, and um, you would get so excited and make these plans and you just like wouldn't show up to them. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, um, I remember I had a super terrible New Year's last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that like from your perspective? Well, um, so at the time I was very preoccupied with Chief because he had tore his ACL. I hadn't seen you in probably like a couple months before that. You so, were hunkered down with Cody. You were doing yeah. that thing where you were hunkered down with your boyfriend again and I hadn't seen you in well, months. Also, to add on top of that, I was still working um, in practice at the clinic in New Albany. So I would go over in the mornings. No, 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 no. I wasn't at the clinic anymore. (laughs) Anyway, I was working. And um, I would get up in the mornings around like 5, 5.30. And I would go, because Chief was on cage rest, but he was still living at my dad's house. Because my dad really wanted Chief to still be with him. Um, but chief ended up getting hurt because he gained a bunch of weight and was playing rougher than he should because he's a big dog with weak knees. And so he, I'm a big dog. With yeah. Weak knees. He had a partial tear to start out. So we put him on cage rest. I was going over there anywhere between two to three times a day to let him out. Um, and so that happened for, he was on cage rest for at least two months yeah. before he got approved for surgery. And, and again, I, you were having a hard time delegating your focus. Yeah. Like, you yeah. were like, I can't hang out with you guys because from my perspective, my friends at the time would hang out with me multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I can't hang out with you guys because I have to put my energy, I only have so much energy to give. Yeah. But you didn't understand that. And we didn't understand yeah. it either. Yeah. I, that's, that was a very new concept to me that was introduced through um, a streamer that I watched, Lori Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, he's the best. Um, he's a drag artist from Austin, Texas. And he always says like, I only have this many spoons today. So we're going to do like this yeah. type of stream or we're going to do this type of stream. Um, and I was like, oh. Yeah, spoons. That makes sense. Um, So New Year's was very uneventful for me and Cody because I had been taking care of Chief for two months. So I was actually asleep before 8.30 on New Year's last year. I woke up to take care of Chief, and um, I I was running through Facebook before I went over there, and I think I had liked one of your pictures maybe, so you called me. I've been looking to see who is, so for, for my context, yeah. I had been up all night drinking. Yeah, and I you had was, a very different New Year's I, than I did. <laughs> I was up all night drinking and just like getting fucked up, and I was at the lowest mentally that I'd probably been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like that, like those couple weeks leading up to New Year's, like, I had relapsed on self-harming. Mm-hmm. I was having panic attacks almost daily. And then I was still trying to live my life. And I was in, like, a really fucking terrible place. Yeah. Um, I was, like, dying. And I... I don't... I can't even describe, like, how... Like, I have been through so much in my life. December last year was, like, astronomically low. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like... I was thinking about going to inpatient treatment because I was having, like, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Like, I was on the verge. Like, my life was, like, at risk. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking about, like, taking my own life for yeah. weeks mm-hmm. on end. And then I remember New Year's, I just fought with everybody all night. I was fighting with all my friends. I was fighting with Jed. Nobody would listen to me. And I was, like, so clearly, like, I was visibly just, like, sick. And mm-hmm. I was, like, screaming for help. I was 
drinking every single day. Yeah. And I was spending so much money and I was just getting completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was scrolling. It was five, six o'clock in the morning. I was still awake. I was so fucked up. You, my eyes were glazed over at this point. I had been on a bender for probably like a month. Yeah. And I remember seeing you were online on Facebook mm-hmm. and I just messaged you. Yeah. 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 You're like, are you actually awake? And I was like, I am actually awake. Um, and, and I had messaged, the worst part is I messaged other people too yeah. that didn't come through. Like yeah. I messaged other people like, Hey, I'm in a very bad place. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know, like if I would have done anything that night. Right. I don't know if I was actually like, I don't know. Cause it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. I can't say like, if you didn't show up, I would have killed myself. Yeah. But like I was, that was at the peak of like, my mind was boiled. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I, um, so I went over to take care of chief and then I came straight here and we talked for probably, what, a couple hours? Yeah, I remember you came up to my office, and we sat in this room, Yeah. and I unloaded everything on you. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking, this is a fucking mistake. I can't trust Lakin with any you were of like, this information. You are like, I cannot stress this enough. This conversation cannot leave this yeah, room. Yeah, I basically unloaded, like, all of my shit that I've been going through the past couple months. Like, the emotional whiplash. Yeah. The absolute, like downfall Mm -hmm. of myself mentally and how bad I've been struggling yeah and I sat here and I unloaded all of it on you and then I was like do you want to go get breakfast yeah you're like can we go get pancakes and I was like yeah we totally can and then it continued from there and we hung out for like a couple hours after that yeah that was really though the first time I really ever figured out that you had been struggling though like I didn't know before and um I think that really bonded us because we kind of struggle the same to where we do it in private until we can't anymore. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, man, I need help. (laughs) Yeah. It it sucks because I remember at the time, like, I get so fucking frustrated when I reach out to people and I say, hey, I'm really not doing good because I have been reaching out, not publicly, but... In private, I'd been reaching out to my friends, and I remember being so frustrated because I don't know if they were just so fucking done with me. I can't remember if they tried, but I remember I felt so fucking abandoned and alone and miserable, and I just, like... I, it sucks because like it's December and like your Snapchat memories pop up. Yeah. And in every... I remember I was trying so hard, and my routine was I would fucking go... I would wake up in the morning if I had slept and I would try and put myself together. I would do my makeup. I would get dressed. And that's what I, if I'm going out and I'm wearing eyelashes and I got a cute outfit on, I'm probably not doing too well. (laughs) And I would do that and I would try and look pretty. I would change my hair. I would put on eyelashes, put on a nice outfit, show up to work, uh, like just have the shakes all day from not drinking. And then I would come home I probably I didn't get off work till 6 30 and then I'd sleep for like an hour or two and I'd get up fix myself put on a cute outfit I'd go to the bar mm-hmm. and then I would drink until the next morning and I was doing that for about a month oh my god that and sounds exhausting you can see like I look dead mm-hmm. in my face and it breaks my heart and I look back because I did so many stupid things and I said so many embarrassing things because I was constantly fucked up yeah and I don't know why I did it. I have no, I don't turn to drinking or substances anymore now that when I'm in a bad place, like I actually avoid it. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in a bad mood and I go out and drink, which this happened to me about two weeks ago, I went out and I was in not a good headspace and I got really drunk and I fought with one of my friends. Yeah. And I was like, I used to do this every day. Yeah. I would just start shit with people and then get drunk. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So now if I'm in a bad mood, I stay the fuck home and I play a video game. Yeah. I remember I sat you down and I was like, okay, I gotta be friends with Lakin now. <laughs> I was like, I just, I basically unloaded and like, I've, I've been kind of scathing over what happened, but I told Lakin like some very serious shit. Yeah. That like, I hadn't even told anybody else mm-hmm. before. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was... Just because I was losing my mind and I was just at like the peak of my misery that Mm -hmm. I needed to unload all of that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I remember after that, like I really started working on myself, Mm -hmm. um, like in the months leading to it. Yeah. 
and I like started to get better and then I would get worse and then I would get better and then now I finally feel like I'm better and it's behind me but I just I look back at pictures and it seems so obvious to me like how just dead I am yeah I think with the context and the perspective now it totally makes sense at the time a part of me was like a little jealous because I still had not felt like I had refound my place in that friend group um, because I had been absent for so many years post that breakup from like forever ago. Um, and I was like, damn, like Ricky's like hanging out with all like my old friends. They all look like they're having a good time. But I didn't even know if we were hanging out. I think we were just getting drunk together. I, that was it. <laughs> but like you guys would all post these pictures of you guys like having fun together. I guess I was trying to make it seem like, look, my life is so great. Yeah. But like actually I was throwing up every single day. Yeah. I was, I, I was killing myself. The, I have this issue of tending to feel left out and it's nobody's fault but my own because I don't show up to things. Yeah. You know? So, um, and then you were like telling me how how bad you were doing and I was like oh like this is like for real like this is not good you know and I think I was trying at the time I was trying to and it's not anybody else's fault what right. happened to me except mm-hmm. my own yeah I made my own decisions mm-hmm. I'm not blaming yeah. anybody for anything but nobody really knew everybody knew I was like not it was people who were around me a lot could tell that I wasn't really doing great but I was like Pretending that I was happy, I was right. really putting on like a front, mm-hmm. and I don't blame anybody else for it. But I was trying to more so gravitate towards like people who were sober in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's not anything people can do what they want. It's not my job. I'm not saying you just can't diff- drink around. Yeah, me. no, it's just like different than what you, you were had a different to. lifestyle yeah. that I needed to be around. And there's nothing wrong with you know partying a lot there's like it's whatever it's your life but at the time I was just very heavily influenced and I couldn't make my decisions for myself so if I was hanging around somebody that didn't go to bars and I needed to be around people that were okay with just sitting at home and playing a video game which is like my whole thing yeah (laughs) and I think I needed like a friend like you at the time to be like like I you're like I I live a pretty sober life yeah. you know? and I'm like damn that sounds great yeah and I felt this incessant need to be around people and to be very social and to have parties I was having parties in my house like almost every weekend yeah I really worked the next couple months to like get away from that and hang out with mm-hmm. like you and Carolee and kind of sit and now like currently I guess, I guess, well, just like over, like, the past year, we just got really close. We ended up going to Vegas together. Yeah. We ended up taking, like, like a trip to Mohican together for your birthday. And yeah. We just kind of slowly fell into getting closer and closer, and then I think it was, like, probably, like, over the summer, the beginning of the summer around your birthday, I remember you were like, are we best friends? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, damn, I think Ricky's one of my best friends now. Yeah, like, <laughs> we just kind of slowly, like, I felt like I needed a friend like you mm-hmm. to kind of help like not necessarily like take me out of social situations but I needed a friend like you to like ground me yeah and then you needed a friend like me to kind of lift you up and push yeah. you to do different things so we were like two very extremes where you're almost like a hermit yeah and then I was this person that was going out partying and we kind of like came in the middle towards like, like found a balance like oh yeah we go to the bar like once a week yeah. but like we also like sit and watch UFC fights uh-huh. at home you yeah, know? I I do feel like um, our friendship has really created a nice balanced lifestyle for us yeah. both, um, which I'm very thankful for because I, I have friends that understand, but they don't keep trying. You know what I mean? And I don't blame them. Like, how often are you going to try with somebody who always is like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to go. I remember one day we had plans and I can't remember when. But, or when exactly it was, but I remember we had plans, and I remember you said that you didn't want to leave the house, and you were honest with me, you're like, I'm just not feeling good. Yeah. And um, I could tell that you were upset about something, I can't remember what it was, you were just pissed off about something, or you were upset and stressed, and we had plans to go, like, do something, and I was like, you know what, let's just hang out at your house for a couple Mm -hmm. hours. So, I was like, no, and I came over, and I remember I brought Peony, and we yeah. had the same exact order. <laughs> and I came over and I brought you peony and a couple beers and we just like sat there and hung out. And, mm-hmm. and it was we, very nice. Yeah, I think we had please like go out and do something or like I can't do it. So I just bought you food and came to you. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I was like, I can tell you're upset. Yeah. And um, you were like, yeah. And that ended up being like a really good day for us. It too. was. It was a good day. <laughs> we had like a lot of fun and you're like, 
And I remember you said, you're like, hey, thanks for like understanding. And yeah. I've never held it against you if you ever canceled plans, but I think I also motivated you to like be more social and to kind of go out of your yeah. comfort zones and introduce you to music photography and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. But I, I also like respect your boundaries when you're like, I really need space and I really need to like be alone right now. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, makes sense. You know? Yeah. I was like, and, and I, I remember you told me I was like always the only person that was okay with that. Yeah. And like, I've never had anybody really say to my face, like, you bail all the time, like, you suck. Like, I've never really had that to my face, but it's very evident when people just give up on it. And like I said, I don't blame them. Like, how often are you going to go to bat for somebody who shows up, like, 40% of the time? You know what I mean? And now that I understand myself a little bit better, I'm more honest with people about it. I used to throw out excuses, which also made me look bad because (laughs) people could tell they were excuses. Yeah. You know? Um so yeah i think after that new year's re hung out we had a way better understanding of each other yeah because like i used to get pissed when you would bail at stuff and i think ever since then i stopped getting pissed and Mm -hmm. i think i just became a more understanding and patient person yeah and like now i go to bat for you but before i didn't i was like yeah she sucks she never fucking shows up to me she talks shit about everybody yeah And then, like, um, I was like, no, you know what? She just likes to stay home. Like, yeah, she just, I like to really be home. She's, also, she's just, like, good. and I think, like, together, like, over the past year, we've both, like, really worked on ourselves. And yeah. I feel like right now, like, I'm going to, like, I have my downfalls. Mm-hmm. You do, too. Mm-hmm. But I feel Definitely. like right now, like, currently, like, we're both in really good places and we have a really good balance. Oh, yeah. Of, like, and, like, I know you and I have a very healthy relationship. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I have a good balance now where I, you know, don't feel the need to, like, drink, but I'm also comfortable with it. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like, I don't have a need to where it's like, I had a bad day. I need to go get fucking loaded. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're the same way where, like, you would you would drink pretty heavy and then you'd, like, think that you had a problem and then you wouldn't go out <gasps> yeah. for, like, a couple months. I was drinking a lot um, the year of the, like, start of the pandemic. Was that 2020? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I drank a lot that year, and I was just, like, kind of unhappy overall with, like, myself and my life, because I'd come off of prep, and I felt terrible. I gained, like, 85 pounds in, in, like, less than a year, and I was feeling real bad about myself, and, um, like, I was drinking a lot that year and stuff, and I was like, all right, that's enough. Um, (laughs) I need a break from all of that, so then I started living, like, a pretty sober lifestyle, and then, um, things started to kind of work out, but I had this issue after of leaving the house has it's always been kind of hard for me because it's a big thing you have like a mild agoraphobia where it's like hard for you to get out of the house yeah like once i'm out and i'm having a good time i feel fine but the lead up to like getting me there is it's treacherous it's a long <laughs> journey you know and i had explained it to this therapist one time because she was like what makes it so hard to leave the house and i'm like okay, well, I have to think what my plans are, what time the plans are, um, what I'm going to need to look like. I need to mentally prepare myself for who I'm going to be around. I still do that. Yeah. Every time I leave the house, I give myself like three or four hours of free time. Yeah. Before I need to leave. Yeah. And I have to like make sure my personality is on point for who I'm going to be around, (laughs) which is, I know that's like such a crazy thing to say, but I am one of the, I mimic the people I'm around. I think it's like a defense mechanism to make everybody comfortable. Um, so I have to like prepare myself to like up my social battery and I need to make sure that I know what I'm doing the next day so I can plan it all out to make sure my next day isn't going to be ruined by the spontaneity of the night before. And she goes, have you ever thought about just like not doing that? And I was like, helpful. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I I think also like we were both for a long time, very insecure people. Yeah. Um, and I would get the opposite where I would get insecure if I wasn't going out and hanging out with anybody. And I feel like over the past year, like we've really grown up a lot, Mm -hmm. um, like to almost like together, like, like we, we helped each other out obviously, but I think like we were both on these weird, messy timelines our whole lives. Like the past 10 years, like you said, we met 10 years ago and in the past year, it's like. We both lined up mm-hmm. where we had all this terrible shit happen to us. Um, like we dealt with all these horrible issues like addiction and eating disorders and self-harming. And then we didn't know how to fight those battles. And yeah. then I feel like right at the same time, 
I happen to be awake at five in the morning, fucked up. You were awake at five in the morning because you were trying to get sober yeah. <laughs> and, then, like, and fix yourself. Yeah. And I think we both came together at the perfect time where we were both like, let's, uh, we're both, we didn't like outwardly say it, but I think we were both ready to kind of like start a new life. And it was New Year's Day. Yeah. And we were both ready to be like, hey, we should probably get our shit together. It was like a non-spoken New Year's resolution. It was yeah, very it was like, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna not I'm you're like I'm gonna go out I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be more social and I'm gonna kind of like be better to myself I'm yeah. gonna kind of I'm gonna do things I always wanted to do because you have to think like you shutting yourself in mm-hmm. and hiding from everybody kept you from doing things that you would like like I remember when we went to Vegas you're like I don't know if I could would have ever done this without you yeah you know yeah and I'm like yeah because I pushed you to travel and I pushed you to like go to parties and I pushed you to have fun mm-hmm. and you also like kind of almost like pulled me back to where you're like you don't need to go out and do all this stuff all the time yeah it's like we were two extremes and we came together at like the perfect time mm-hmm. and then I remember like the first night I went over and watched, like, UFC with you, like, I think the first time I actually left and went to a party and, like, came back or something, and I remember the parallels between it, because the, the, and it wasn't, it wasn't that weird for me to leave UFC, UFC is, like, seven or eight hours. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a long night. (laughs) So, I actually left and, like, went to a party, and then I came back, and I remember being, like, wow, I was really fucking miserable at that party. (laughs) And I was a lot happier here, but I felt like I wasn't getting something out of life because I was sitting at your house just with you and Cody, and Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it, which is selfish. And then I remember I came back, and I was like, you know what? This is really nice. Yeah. And we (laughs) UFC nights are some of my favorite nights. That really got us all close together. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the four of us. Mm -hmm. That that really brought us together, and we got really close after that because we would just sit and watch UFC. And now... Those fight nights are literally, like, the highlight of my month. Yeah. Because we do them about once a month. Uh-huh. I'm, like, I look forward to those sitting on your couch and not talking to anybody, like, phone off, watching a UFC fight and just, like, eating food and hanging out just as four is, like, the highlight. One of my favorite... It is so much fun. One of my favorite UFC nights, do you remember? Um, so, me and Cody, it's so We've funny. We've a lot of them. Yeah, me and Cody, we always go out on separate nights because the night that I'm finally like, all right, I want to go out tonight. He's like, absolutely not. I'm not going out. So I'll usually go out on like a Friday. Oh, yeah, I'll go have a boys night. With Cody. Yeah. And then he'll go out like the next night or vice versa, but we never go out at the same time. So that Saturday, he didn't really care about the fights that were on. He's like, Ron wants me to go out. So he went out to do whatever. And you came over to watch the UFC fights with me that night. I did both. I hung yeah. And you, yeah. He like came over to watch the UFC fights and then you went to the bar to hang out with Cody and everybody. But we were sitting there and we were just like slumped on my couch, like in sweats, like and we very mask. And we were like, this is either the gayest or the straightest thing we've ever done. I can't tell. I think that's also helped us get really close because yeah. like, like Cody also likes me and Cody doesn't like anybody. That's true. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I think it's helped a lot that like I'm also friends with Cody. Yeah. You know, and like I can also like be like one of the guys. Like mm-hmm. I remember that night he was out with like his guy friends mm-hmm. and having like a boys night. Yeah. And I showed up and I was like, hey. <laughs> and I remember one of his coworkers or one of his friends was like, who is this? Like, why did you bring a girl? This is mm-hmm. guy's night. And he goes, shut the fuck up. Ricky's really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will never forget when he said that. He was like, Ricky's really cool. Ricky yeah. kicks ass. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell I'm, yeah, I do. I'm up here being a dude. So I did both. I hung out with you at the house. And then I ended up going, hanging out with Cody for a little bit. And then I, I think I went home after that. But all those UFC and fight nights, those were actually really helpful in my mm-hmm. like like little sobriety journey mm-hmm. was the UFC and fight nights. Those are actually a really big thing for me and they seem like small, but I think learning that because I would get so much anxiety if I didn't go out and like party, I guess. Yeah. And I would feel bad about myself and I would beat myself up for staying in. Yeah, like a FOMO type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I had really bad but it was like it was like an insecurity of mine. Like yeah. if I didn't go out and like see people and go out and drink and you know see a big crowd I felt like nobody liked me and you teaching you've taught me a lot where it's like hey it's okay to stay home and you showing me that like staying in and watching a fight night and just like hanging out on the couch can be fun and fulfilling too and now I feel fulfillment from both towards I have a really good balance where I'm like I'm okay with going out to the bar, but I'm also really happy to just come home and watch a movie on yeah. the couch. Mm-hmm. And that's 
And I had to relearn that that is still fulfilling. Yeah. And it, it was hard because I, I feel like we're so different, but we're also a lot alike. But we helped really find each other a balance when it came to social stuff, which is why the podcast started in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> we try and talk about social concepts and conflicts and yeah. mental health because while we're both really similar we both have two different extreme coping mechanisms very true where you tuck yourself away and you hide and then mm-hmm. i go out and make everybody think i'm okay yeah you know? yeah, yeah. It, it's both inherited like in a really big root of really being insecure and caring what other people mm-hmm. think <laughs> yeah and i'm just same thing same thing like yeah. <laughs> i care a lot about what other people think i'm very insecure in myself and um yeah i would say this like past year um, for one, it feels like it's gone by very quickly, but also like it's been like a lifetime. You know yeah, what I mean? We, we did so many awesome things. Yeah, together we this year. we did a we had a big year we this did. year. Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess just reflecting on it has it's kind of been like wow, like I've known you for so long, and it's always we've always been almost like unsure of each other until we got that chance to like connect, yeah, and we're I like, think we just had oh. I think it was like a right place, right time thing. Yeah. We're yeah, like, yeah. I'm ready to change my life. And, and you're like, I'm ready to change my life yeah. too. We both needed like pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why we became so close and such good friends because we both did different things and had different bad habits. But the the other one, like it, it we, we, they were for the same reason and it just really helped us like connect and we mm-hmm. had so many good conversations about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I should... Like, I don't know why I opened up to you. You were literally the last person I would have ever wanted I to mean, open up to. I mean, a lot of people... I trusted you probably the least. Yeah, a lot of people did because I I didn't mean to be a non-trustworthy person and I didn't mean to be a gossip. I didn't mean to be an angry, <laughs> yeah. evil, abusive person It's just either. like how I was. I've always been that way too and I've, I've worked on it so hard in the last like couple years because, like I said, my mom always calls me baby blabbermouth. It's not a, like, even with just like talking shit or whatever like if there was a surprise coming i get so much excitement from the surprise i have to tell somebody i remember you told me too that day because i talked to you about it and i was like i was really upfront with you about it oh yeah shut the fuck up about this don't tell anybody like yeah and you were like no i'm like working on it yeah i feel like me telling you that Uh information was almost like a test like not intentionally or anything but i feel like it was like a personal test for you to be like it was like, I want to change, and I want mm-hmm. to do better, and I want to treat my friends better. Yeah. And I was also in the place where it's like, I want to change, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. And it, it, it kind of gave you the, the push and the tenacity to be like, Ricky really trusted me with, like, how bad she was doing mm-hmm. and how bad her mental health was and, you know, all this, all this terrible abuse that happened to her over the past, like, couple months. And she really trusted me with that. I'm going to do that. And you did. You I did. did. Great. Yeah. You, did, you did great. And yeah. I think that's why we like became such good friends mm-hmm. too. And like, we, we just came together at a really shitty time and we needed each other when we did. And life works in very mysterious it, ways. I know the universe, I guess was just prepping us for that long. But yeah, that's our, that's our little, that's our friendship year, story. Yeah. Our friendship story. Yeah. Year end recap. What perfect timing. I know. Look at that. I'm really final thoughts. Um, I love you. I value you and our friendship. Gross. 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 Love you so much. Gross. Gross. I love you too. I do. Oh, I do very much value and appreciate Mm -hmm. you as a friend. And I I, I am very glad that we're friends and we met. And it was under very strange circumstances to... We think we talk about it a lot, but not like in depth like this. But sometimes we'll look at each other and be like, God, this is fucking weird. We don't like each other, Uh you know? Yeah. but yeah, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, thank you so much for listening to ours out of all the podcasts out there. Ricky, where can they find you? Oh, I'm at Ricky McKenna on those platforms. So I'm probably yeah. going to change my name, but for right now, you can find me at Liquor Noodles on Instagram. Um, I'm venturing into the world of photography officially. So Oh, yeah, you're fucking music photographer. Yeah. Way to come for my brand. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody's brand. Yeah. Uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, give us a read us five stars. Oh my Spotify. god, yes, please yeah. rate us five stars on Spotify. We deserve all those stars. And yeah. If you rate us anything less than five, just don't fucking do it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean just, maybe tell us your favorite color in the form of a five star review. We would love to know. <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk shit about us, leave a review. But five stars. Five stars. Yeah. 
Five stars. We're worth listening to. We're fun. (laughs) But have a good two... Well, we're doing every two weeks. Have a good two-week time period. Two-week time period. (laughs) Bye. Bye.